Hello, fans, and welcome to episode 7 of the Family Gathering Podcast. It's been quite the run so far. I can't believe we have reached our seventh movie to talk about. It feels like just yesterday we were a couple of kids dreaming about having a podcast, and now here we are, deep in the thick of it. Today, we're going to be discussing The Usual Suspects. It was a film created in 1995, stars Kevin Spacey, directed by Brian Singer, the screenplay written by Christopher McQuarrie, who does the Mission Impossible movies now, which I think is really cool. And yeah, we're just going to discuss that today. A lot of us were confused by it, but hopefully we can help each other out. So let's yeah. get to it. That's literally... Oh, wait. Yeah. Shit. Whoa. Good recovery. Thank you. So, should we just start off with what our our takes on the movie? I would like to hear your initial takes. Roy, why don't you go first? So, I it was my turn to pick this week's movie, and if you don't know, which you probably don't, we have a list of movies with different sections. It's pretty and adorable. And when we're adding to it, there's like an unseen section for movies we haven't seen, and I love movies with a really good twist, so what I do we is... We call them Mr. Twist. No, you don't. <laughs> Um, Mr. Twist. I like that, though. Maybe we start trying to call me that for the podcast. So I look up movies with a good twist, and this and a bunch of other movies were on them, so I write them down, and I just pick this one, because it's rumored to have a really good twist, and it did. And if you like twists, that makes sense why you would choose it, right? Yeah. So what were your actual takeaways about the film? Oh, that, that would be important. I was confused for most of it. And very hyped up for the ending. Were you having fun when you were confused? Yes, I was. Good. I was like, ooh, stuff's going down. I don't know what, but stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just great because I knew something big was coming. Yeah. And then I thought it came and I was like, nah, it's coming again. I was like, yeah. Okay. Bowen, what were your takeaways? Um, You know, that's... Uh, the point of the movie is actually to be confused. Like, literally, no yep. one really knows for sure what really happened. Very good That's point. literally the point. Um, the people who made it don't know what happened. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, there's there's people speculate and there's, like, ideas floating around. But that's the point of the movie. You're supposed to be confused. So, you were confused. The movie worked. Um, so, but nevertheless, yes, the... Uh, most confusing movie I've ever seen. Oh, um, wow. But I really did enjoy it uh, pretty pretty much the whole time, and it was very entertaining. Uh, there are a lot of great scenes and so many great twists to really kind of reveal. But also, you don't really know. Like, was it, it just blew my mind. I don't know what I just watched, but I just know it was really good. Yep. Was, yeah, like, good so, takeaway. So that's the point, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. For me, one of the key aspects of films that I really love, like a defining trait, is when you're not given, you're not spoon-fed all of the information. There's stuff that they leave ambiguous at the end of the film. A classic example is Inception. In movies like this, you don't know what he's talking about, which is actually true or not. And I just love that because it makes the consumer not just a mindless, you know, potato Tip eater, like you actually have to engage in the movie, discuss online, discuss, even though there wasn't online, yeah, and think about it yourself. And I love that aspect of the film. I was very confused in the middle 
but I love how they went back and forth between the present and the past. I think that's a very good mechanism to use as a filmmaker. And my first question for you guys is... Mr. Filmmaker. <laughs> after watching the first 10 minutes, what were your thoughts about where the film was going to go, and did it go that way? Ooh, that's a good question. It's also good because I had no idea what else to ask. Oh, really? These uh, <laughs> do you want to go first? Um... So, sorry, what was the question? I kinda, yeah, I so the beginning of the film, we kind of see the, the criminal. He's badly wounded in um, that ship docked in the San Pedro Bay. And he's confronted by that mysterious figure who he calls, like, the oh. Kaiser. And then he's shot. And then, um, but we later find out that he's actually okay and he's in the hospital and he survived. So there's one guy out there who has seen Kaiser Sosa. Um, what were your initial thoughts about that? Oh, so you're, I thought you were asking what we thought 10 minutes in. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was kind of in a film noir because they started it off with not the exact ending, but the ending of the big conflict. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, okay, so it's kind of this happened and this is how it happened. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I was thinking. So, uh, uh, yeah. Um... I mean, it was very, uh, mis- uh, very mysterious. I mean, the whole thing was mysterious, but I think that's actually one of the most mysterious parts in the film because you have, you just have no, uh, no conception of what's what's going on. Yeah. And I just wanted to know what was gonna happen, happen next, and uh, it kept me on on my seat. So, and that's all. Uh, I felt about that first kind of interjection. And the music. Music is... Mr. Music. That was some really... I think uh, so far, at least, that's the best music we've had uh, on movies we've watched, uh, in my opinion, because it was uh, encapsulating and uh, and compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, And compelling... Hey, yeah. compelling. <laughs> yeah. No, but for real, though, it was, um, it really had that, uh, kind of just interesting, just feel to it. Um, and uh, it for, fit perfectly with the movie because it was mysterious, yet powerful music and kind of just, um, showed everything that the movie was going to be about. For sure, I agree with all that. I also want to say another movie that kind of had left it up to the reader or watcher was Joker that just came out, and that's probably a big reason why everyone loved it. I wish they told us what was more, but let's get back to this. Yeah, so we find um, the five villains or criminals, henchmen, whatever. Suspects. You got. Yeah, suspects. You got Verbal, played by um, Kevin Spacey. Then you got Benicio Del Toro's character, a lot of other guys. They're just criminals. And it's a flashback, you find out. And they were on that ship. And they were all arrested for hijacking. And our first main scene that gives insight into these characters is the interrogation, where they have them all say that same line. What were your guys' impressions on that scene? Well, based off, like... I feel it's kind of a comedy. The sound of the the title and then that shot of them all lined up. It yeah. just has comedy vibes. So when I found out it was like rated R, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, and so when they're in that film room, I actually was, wasn't was thinking much. But I found out after that what they were saying 
like they started laughing at a certain point and that wasn't scripted they just started laughing and it wasn't it wasn't oh was that some research by you some insight yeah i actually heard someone kept farting and like they were laughing at that <laughs> wow so yeah this guy's slipping in nuggets like good that insight, good insight you gotta love it and bowen i have a question for you you were obviously part of the blockbuster ghost cocaine a huge heist film and these characters they pull off an early heist I, to get revenge what were your thoughts on that as part of a heist crew um i thought it was really uh kind of different than i mean it had a lot of the same components of heist films i mean in our masterpiece we uh just showed the the um uh, original kind of like uh, heist kind of count, uh, counterparts that most films have, but this kind of had another another twist that they wanted to get revenge, um, and I thought it was a really nice uh, component that they added to the film. I agree, and the really cool twist is after that, they find out the entire job was arranged by this mysterious lawyer named Kobayashi, and he had also arranged to get them arrested, and now he has another job for them, which is to raid this huge ship manned by Argentinian drug dealers and try and get $91 million of cocaine being sold. So mm -hmm. that's their mission. But first of all, guys, we got to sidetrack cocaine wait, heist. I just have to say something. Too many If similar. this movie was Twister, dog, you'd be twisted like a pretzel. Yeah. For sure. You'd be yeah. like uh, that, what Zohan does. Zoh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they have this new heist job, and the reward would be the cash and being freed from the mysterious Kaiser Sosa's influence. At this point in the film, did you guys think Kaiser Sosa was just someone we hadn't met? That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I did. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's, we, uh, that's the point, and... and yeah, at first, he just thought he was just been some random person we just didn't know about. That was really important. That was at least going to be really important. But then there was just so much more depth to that that character. Yeah, so. yeah I totally agree. And as we're going back and forth between the present and the past, um, Kaiser Sosa, I mean, verbal, is getting interrogated by the police and one of my favorite quotes of the movie is when verbal himself says the devil's greatest trick is convincing everyone he didn't exist and not only is that just a fantastic quote that can be applied to so many avenues in life the way he says it i'm like hmm my spidey senses went off i wasn't smart <laughs> enough of a viewer to know what was going on but I, I just I felt something. What, what did you guys think about during those early interrogation scenes? Um, I really did not think it was him. Yeah, I had no idea. I just didn't. So he did a great job. Beezers? Um, yeah, it was, it was, he had this master plan that kind of, um, he, he made it seem like he was weak and he was the dumbest uh person in the in the heist but he was really the mastermind and and um he had so many tricks up his sleeve to um persuade the the interrogation officer and uh, so many other um I like yeah. that yeah yeah mhm mm mhm mm and this mm -hmm. is part of the movie 
where mm-hmm. I started to get confused because we find out that there was no cocaine on the ship, but that Sosa was seen on board. And at this point, my little brain can't take it all. Like, you got these five suspects, you got the current interrogation, You who was Sosa, this, was this heist working or not. So that detective trying to get the sketch. Yeah, so I had a lot of trouble with that part. At this point in the movie, again, what were your guys' like, thoughts on a scale of 1 to 10? How much did you understand? That's like the fourth time you've asked that question. <laughs> um, you tried to change it by putting the 1 through 10. So you're, not, you're not fooling anyone. All right, I just um, got exposed, folks. Probably a 2, maybe a 1. So you, you had no idea. I had no idea, so but I was like enjoying the movie. it. Were you having yeah, I mean, I was You're having right. It. To watch this with, uh, with my parents, I mean, no one understands it, so it was actually kind of useless to watch it with them. But... Um, we enjoyed it nevertheless. So, but just the whole, the whole movie, I'm just, and you know how, um, it's interesting because what, ah, uh, wait, spoilers or no spoilers? spoilers? Spoilers. Okay. It was, um, it's really been out like 30 years. So, come on. <laughs> okay, be fair, so just saw. since, yeah. <laughs> so since, um, Kevin Spacey was, was the or whatever his name was? Kaiser um, Like the guy that was what was his name? Like, Kaiser Soze. Oh yeah, that yeah, Kaiser So or yeah, whatever. Um, since it was actually him, uh, to think that it, it everything didn't really add up, but it wasn't like a clear storyline throughout the whole movie, and and it kind of you're you think you have you're understanding it for one second and it kind of just changes something you're like oh wait what happened and there's just no evidence at all like everything kind of breaks apart as mm-hmm. the story prolongs throughout the movie i totally agree and at this point in the movie what were you i'm kidding um <laughs> <laughs> uh an interesting scene is when um they talk about like the urban legend of kaiser sosa and like how he's this murder like the family thing with that barn um, that was crazy did you guys believe that when it was happening because that actually I did. they presented I, it as if it could have been false at first we i actually thought his everything i thought his family was killed by the robbers but yeah. it turns out he killed his family yeah. if the story's true and then he killed a bunch of other people which is pretty wild i have a question for bowen though um did watching with your parents help i think he answered i i did i mean slightly but not really. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's tough. Have they had they seen it before? My dad has seen it. Oh. Um, but and um and you know it's a it's a very big film and so many people have seen it, but no one really understands. So there's not really an answer for this movie. Yeah. So so yeah. So it helped. There were some things I just completely didn't understand, and there might have been kind of missing links that they put together. Do you want to see if I can answer those? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I, I just can't really think of one right now, you know. If it pops just, into your head, just ask it. Okay, well. So uh, I have one. Um, do you guys think, since there's so much ambiguity about what he ended up saying was it true or not did you guys how much did you believe about his five co-henchmen and what happened what did you versus did not um i believed it all but at the same time i really have no idea because 
so having said, like, having yeah, said that, I, it, but <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah. I, I did, I felt like, you know. When so. they were talking about Keaton, because at first I thought Keaton was Kaiser Soze, and I was like, wait, so Keaton shot Keaton? That, yeah, doesn't, that, no that doesn't add up. I mean, people do shoot themselves for some trickery in some movies, but that that's, one. That's, yeah, I did sense. not think it was him. And then I also thought, no way it could have been verbal because he was saying, I saw him shoot him. And I thought they were trying to get across the point, like, you were hidden behind the thing. Did you actually see him shoot him? Maybe yeah. he's still and alive. Yeah, wasn't verbal one of the few survivors of that thing? It was verbal and the guy in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's what, this is why I was confused because there's this supposedly this whole mystery behind Kaiser Sosa. And a lot of the time I had in my head... We must have not seen this guy before, but then you have these only two other people surviving. So that part was uh, definitely difficult to understand. But you finally find out in this final interrogation scene that... We're skipping to that? Are we? What, would you like to talk about anything in between? Uh, well, there was the thing with... The one thing I don't really understand now, besides everything, is um the whole Keaton's wife. She was a lawyer and got him out or something. Do you guys have any idea about that, Beezer? Um, I think she was kind of working with one of the lawyers. Wasn't she working with Kobayashi? Or not? It's so confusing. I, yeah, I think I'm, she dr- I'm trying, but no. So. Yeah, that, that's understandable. I think she was. Oh, and their interrogation with Kobayashi and Fenster... Trying to run away. Yeah. So I mean, Fenster... Like yeah, sorry, sorry. Fenster, they, they were basically kind of given an ultimatum. They do this or they die or their family dies. And he tried to run away and then he was killed. Like, was he even killed? Who knows? I, I think he was, but it was just... That scene just seemed out of place. And for our listeners, um, if it sounds like we don't know a lot about the movie that's not technically true you try and watch it part of the movie is about like bowen said it's about confusion so we're just really appreciating that aspect while also showing how we really didn't understand some parts but i think the most important part is the ending in most movies and we did understand that well there's still stuff like kobayashi they're meeting with him and he was saying, I work for Kaiser Soze. Yeah. And the meat. they say, prove it. And then what did he do? He gave them envelopes. Yeah, which isn't quite proof. It was just but... information about everything they've done. Oh, yeah. That was creepy. I forgot that part. Really weird. Ima- All right. Now I have a question for you guys. Imagine someone who, you know, you're just interrogating, comes up to you and gives you an envelope of pictures, videos, recordings of everything you've ever done in public's areas. Wouldn't that freak you out? That would... Yeah. Yeah. That would be actually one of the craziest um, moments, <laughs> probably the, the craziest moment in my life, to think that there's been people spying down my back and every single instance in my life uh, have been... It just... It was just... I don't know what I would do. Like, I just couldn't... You know... Just conceive the fact that people were spying um, on me my entire life. So from when they were eighteen, you guys yeah. should read uh, nineteen eighty four. Did you ever read that? Oh, school? George Orwell, no. George Orwell. Animal Farm, uh, author. Animal Farm. I it's, love that. The book is about a government that just 
it's called Big Brother. They just oh, watch everything. a utopia. Yeah, and it's this one guy who's trying to break out. Sick oh, book. That's awesome. Um, that I actually do know about. The Giver. <laughs> the Giver was garbage. That's my. <laughs> that opinion. movie was so creepy. <laughs> the that giver. book. Why was the Giver so garbage? If we have time at the end, I'll explain. I love how every podcast we come across a subject and say that's for another podcast. <laughs> Will we ever have a podcast? Who knows about that? Well, no, not a podcast about it. Extra no time. Reason to talk about the Giver for a whole podcast. Um, I think so, we've already gone over our I want moment. to <laughs> talk about the music. Yes. So, a couple of the songs, I was Shazamming as the movie was going on, and a few of the songs relate to what was going on. So, Ooh. one of the songs' name was New York's Finest, and right when Shazam told me it, it's like, this is New York's Finest Taxi Cab Service. I yeah. go, oh, damn. And then later, when we were just talking about the envelopes, the music playing was called A Gift, and... I mean, I don't know if that's a gift, giving you all your own personal information. It's a, like a twisted gift. Yeah. Um, one of I know we we're oh as a to preface, we're not going to do our traditional awards for this movie, but yeah. when we don't have them, we like to ingrain them into our discussion. And one of mine is an emotional moment. It's not like I was sad hearing this, but when um, Verbal was explaining the legend of Sosa to the detectives, he alluded to the fact that. I believe in God, and I fear Kaiser Sosa. Well, okay. Remember, say this what he said happened. before that. Yeah. So I want you guys to talk. He said Dean Keaton says that. Oh no, wait. Or it was him that says I. The original thing is like I don't. I don't believe in God, but I fear him. Yeah. You know? I think Dean Keaton says that, and then... So that's quite a setup, and then to say... And God was basically Kaiser Soze. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And then he says, I believe in him, and I'm scared of him. So this just, like, really gave me... It just hit hard. Like, this Kaiser Soze guy, you don't want to mess with him, even though I don't know who he is, if he's real or not, or whatever. Um, do you guys want to talk about the final interrogation yeah. scene at this point? All right, um, give me your thoughts on that, because I've talked to him. I was shook, yo. Um, <laughs> he was... He said, I remember we are watching last night... Roy blurts out, I just got the chill. I did. My legs were chilly. No, not chilly. They, like, the, the, the hair, hair spike. And I thought the setup was so good because he's been facing the wall. So let's explain what happens. So he's in the interrogation room and... Verbal. Is. Verbal. Yeah. And they explain, oh, it was Keaton, so you're good to go. And he leaves. And then as he's leaving, his name was Kujan, was staring at the whiteboard. The detective. The detective. It was staring at the board of all the information and just random important Tidbit. stuff. Tidbit. And he started noticing all that thing, all these things that were appearing in his um, stories, like Guatemala. He was doing something with beans and... The giant orca person who's super fat. There's yeah. a picture of someone. Red foot. <laughs> quartet. Skokie, Illinois. Yeah. He, I mean, he was he just making up stuff. He mentioned that multiple times. He's like, when I was in a barbershop in Quartet. When I was in a Quartet barbershop in Skokie, Illinois. And they talk about something. And then the guy is shook also. And he drops his coffee cup. And, and on, they just let him out on bail. When they yeah, yeah. Out. And on the bottom of the coffee cup is... The company that makes a cup is called Kobayashi. Yeah. And that was the name he used it. And I have a question for you guys, Bowen. You answer first. At this point in the movie, <laughs> um, did you guys think... Do you guys think that, um, seriously, Verbal, his 
plan of talking about stuff that was in the room, was that actually smart in the end? I mean, yes, it's very smart to be detailed when you're lying because one of the biggest flaws of a liar is they're not detailed enough, and that's when cops can tell. And he was being very explicit, but, like, you were kind of just blurting out everything in the room. I feel like they would have found that out eventually, but can we really speak from someone who was making up a whole story calmly while under investigation? Like, what yeah, do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, time? you. Can, oh, you said Bowen first. Oh yeah, my bad, Bowen. Um, yeah, like just talk about that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying, all right, so yeah, to think that he made up this whole story up. I mean, I the rest, the only thing I think he didn't make up where the where the other um other highest members yeah uh, because they're found and you know that that, that's true pretty sure so but everything else i believe he made up and to think i mean you have to have extreme skill to do that um and and he just um he kind of he just the the investigator thought he had him but uh but he really did not, and he, as I said, he was a mastermind, and he put tiny little insignificant things together to make something significant, and and to get out of his current situation, and it worked out perfectly for mm-hmm. him, and he he played it out just um, in the utmost you know uh, best way he he possibly could, so. Yeah. So when, um, that those are great points, and Concur. so when Verbal was leaving the office, there was a shot of Jeff sitting at the desk facing where he just left, and then Kujon staring at the wall, and it was slowly zooming in, and I, I said, I'm like, damn, it's about to be a realization, and that's <laughs> it when was a realization zoom shot. I I didn't think fully. I'm like, damn, he he just let out Kaiser Sozi, but subconsciously, I'm like. Who else could it be? Oh, at that moment when you saw the zoom in, that's when you knew it was Kaiser? Subconsciously. Yeah. But legit knew was um, when all the stuff was going in his head. Yeah. That I love things like that when that's it's like, duh, 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 and you're just... What was something we saw where like it wasn't that scary? That happens. Oh, um, Star Wars Clone Wars with Ahsoka. Yeah, there's like some... There's some show. I, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't know what it is. <laughs> and all, I want to mention something. Soza, Soza in Turkish means to talk a lot, verbal. So I guess if you're Turkish, you might have had the plot spoiled for you. Not sure. Probably you appreciated it more after because that's such a good twist. I don't know how you can see it come in like, you know, until a certain point. I love the lead ups like that where it's like, he was doing this the whole time. Oh, in an episode in... I watched this one episode of Gumball. They were fighting over a remote, and like they got tricked with a fake remote, and like, she had it the whole time. Yeah. It was in my hands. Oh, Stuff yeah. like that is scary. I, yeah, it's scary, nerve-wracking, but I just love it. That's, that's Besides maybe comedy, that's like some of my favorite stuff. Cause, Especially when it's well set up. And this yeah. was, even though I had trouble understanding the setup, I understood that it was a good setup. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And also, they were going... So you watch a movie the first time, and that's the only time you'll be able to get that experience. Yeah. Unless, like, you just forget about it. That'd be weird. 
And so then you every t- other time you watch it, you notice how they set it up. Should we talk about that? Yeah. With like the coffee. So, um, Kujon, the detective, was drinking coffee, and he was above verbal. And Verbal looks up, and underneath the coffee mug, you see at the end, it said Kobayashi. And yeah, so he could see that at an angle. And that stuff is great. I mean, some I think one of the, the best indicators of a great film is when you rewatch it, you learn stuff. Yeah, it's um, better that, that It informs watch. you more. Even when there's a twist, because the, the clown viewer will be like, oh, I know the twist. It's not special. Yeah. But no. It's how they so, set it yeah, up. Yeah, it's all about the details. Do you agree with that, Bone? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Every time you do watch a movie, you you always find new details um, that explain and you can appreciate the movie uh, more and kind of like the genius of the film, if it's genius. I mean, you know, Zohan was a genius film. You know, <laughs> every time you watch it, <laughs> there might be something else. But um, no, for something like this, um, I personally think it's like pretty much impossible to understand everything. Yeah. But you you can cut, you can just always understand more and more and more to have a real appreciation for it. Well said. Thank you. Um, and then the movie ends. You get that um, police sketch right as it prints oh, out. That was he awesome. is basically in the car at that point, and he's picked up by Kobayashi, the lawyer. Whether we know that's his name or not, it definitely it's isn't. Not. But it doesn't matter. He's yeah. still his lawyer. That guy is real. And then he drives off, and that's the end of the movie. And another great part of a movie that I love is if it ends well, I think it, it does. It's not a clean ending. You know, you don't know where he's going. You assume he's going into hiding. You don't know what other stuff he's going to accomplish. Leads back to that devil quote. Do the detectives get fired for not finding anything out? Just letting him out right as they got the sketch. What goes on? All this uncertainty just builds up to what I believe make it a very good film, even though I didn't understand most of it. That's a very impressive thing to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. because, for example, well, yeah, when you when people don't understand things, they kind of usually, uh, including myself, like just dismiss, dismiss it. Yeah. And that's actually a huge kind of problem in society. I mean, it's not just in mov- movies, but humanity and society, if, if people don't understand certain things, problems then they kind of retaliate or dismiss it or you know whatever it might be um but i mean in this movie uh it kind of pulled things every uh kind of everything together and it, it, it uh showed that you don't have to understand everything to to appreciate the film i completely agree you're right and with Kaiser, he basically lied about everything about himself, that he was a scared person, and he was worried. and Talk about the cerebral, disability limp stuff. Yeah, so he pretended he had cerebral palsy, which is an inability to walk, and his leg was slanted the whole movie, and then when you see it just straighten out, you're just like, damn. That was even more like, yeah. And it was dedicated. His hand, his hand too. Yep, the hand. And Great catch. <laughs> That stuff is awesome. Oh Do you guys have any final oh, thoughts on the snap. movie? snap. Yo. What? Remember earlier when he was trying to light the cigarette and the guy helped him? Was that him faking? Oh, for sure. Damn. I just thought, like... Every detail. Damn. 
That's now, I just thought of that too now, though. I don't, I don't remember like, cigarettes. It's so. like in The Wizard of Oz, I mean, you think everything's happening and it was all a dream, you know? And the, was, I love that was, line when he says, I need to watch that. Yeah, I know. I, I, don't really I know. Care. It's not like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um. No, that's. It's another legendary film, but just different. But anyway, so. So different. <laughs> it's, it's legendary. But anyway. Oh, shoot. It was. <laughs> You're talking about The Wizard of Oz and. No, the no I was going to say. I was going to say something. Oh, well. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't just, I don't know, just skip over this part in the, in the podcast because it's just talking about But not thing. too far. We got some action coming up. We do. Uh, <laughs> I'll just, uh, I want to say one funny thing I thought, thought was if this even happened, this scene right here when they were in the police car and they're like, Give Wait, us your- stop. I was going to say. Oh, you uh, remember. I was going to say one of my favorite lines is like, and then he just vanished and that's what happened to him. Yep, you know. that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, when they were in the police car and they were asking for badges and stuff, one of the guys like, do you know who I am? Trying to act all tough. And then they take his badge and say, we do now, jerk off. <laughs> that was a tough look. That was a tough look. Another tough look is at the end when Kujong comes out and he's looking for Kaiser and he's just gone. Yeah, he just had a tough look face, and literally he was looking, and you could see the car leaving in the it background. It was a tough look. Yeah, he was yeah. looking, and he was like, "Damn, that's tough." I have such a, an insignificant note, but it's one of my few notes I haven't talked about. You guys know um, all the time about like business or personal. They always ask that, and in the movie, oh, yeah. the guy's like, "Is this business or is it personal?" And he says. A little bit of both. I don't remember that. And I could just tell it was coming. I'm like, he's going to say a little bit of both. I don't I remember like, that. So that's one of, Maybe I remember it because it's one of the few times I knew it was going to happen. Um, overall... Who said it? I don't even remember. Uh, fun movie. Amazing twist. Great setup. The writing was... Oh, as a matter of fact, a fun fact. The Writers, fun fact. Guild, the Writers Guild of America ranked the screenplay as the 35th greatest screenplay in history. Screenplay is what again? The writing. The script. Ah, the script. Damn. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. So Writing a well, good twist good, is hard. Good for that, hard man. It's like the cliche works like once or twice and a few times, but then it becomes a cliche. You have to have a good setup. You, no, but you don't actually. I want to say. I think you do. I this movie. Say this one was like a masterful film. This was on like the worst movie web app in the world. Tubi. Like, it's, you don't even have to pay for it. So, of course, all the movies are complete trash. Like, yeah, this is movie, and I'm like, also, you know what? Like, every movie, I have no idea what they're talking about. It's on about. YouTube, basically free. It says with ads, but I saw no ads, and it's censored. I'd recommend watching it not censored. Where did we watch it? HBO Max? Um, Mom and Dad recorded it. Oh, they it. recorded it. Okay. No, I, I had it on Tubi. Nice. Oh. Now, they, had, uh, they had ads. But... Oh, they had ads? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just watching it at the most crucial parts of, of course, in the film. They're like, "Do you want to save twenty billion dollars or whatever?" <laughs> like, oh my god, bro, I, I don't care. Like, I mean, I would love to save twenty-one billion dollars, but I don't, I don't care. Know. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But it was like, I'm like, oh my god. So back to that point of it needs to have a good setup. I don't yeah. think it does. 
Let's let's discuss. Why not? Because my favorite twist of all time in Spider-Man: Homecoming. I don't really want to get into it because I want to talk about it on the podcast. Okay, I know had zero setup. Okay, and while I love that, I thought it was great. I was talking more in the sense of like an endgame kind of twist. Ah, Stuff in between okay. can be a little less thought out, but I believe it should be well earned, you know? Because then the writer could just be like... Our movie didn't really have any clues leading up. I thought we had some clues. You're like, Barnold, are you ready? Did you bring your A-game? You know, That's not a clue. That's a clue. What? That's a clue. Alright, spoilers. No, nope, there is that one clue. There are clues. I'm going to say spoilers. But like, all right, spoilers for the heist before Christmas. Please back off. Coming don't out on don't Amazon. spoil the end game. <laughs> all right. Oh, I thought you were gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna mention my our writing thing that set it up. The clue. The clue. Oh, you want me to mention it? Yeah. Spoiler warning. Well, I mean, it's just a clue. You can say what the clue is. Well, it's like there's a scene where we're talking about something, in. In our grandmother's, in um, drug lord's house. Yeah. Oh, that's right. In the yeah, lo- see, in like the hallway, a, we had a little discussion. Some good clues. Yeah. Some blue Plus, clues. the first we set, guys. I gotta defend our writing a bit. The first scene, you guys huddle up before you agree, and you're like, "These guys are idiots," but let's just roll with it, you know? Mm. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> we I probably should have done that part this better. Was, I should have. I should have gone in there and done some stuff about it. I love Bones' point, and though, mad. when you guys whispered in the hallway. That, that, was, that was clearly, great. like, come on. Because we had to do something. Yeah, we, we had to make I, w- I wish we set it up better, though. Yeah. So, um, going back to the movie, are there any Phenomenal final thoughts film, watch it. about it? Because I think I gave all of mine. Final thoughts? I love the, the twists. Because there's two. One, you think it's Keaton, and then two, it's not. And I think... They did a great job writing, and it won a few Oscars, right? Yeah, um, it won an Oscar for Best Screenplay, and Kevin Spacey won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, so it got its, its um, representation at the awards. I'd also like to say something on our, on our Interstellar podcast. We made it seem as if a Matthew McConaughey won an Oscar for an Interstellar, and he did win an Oscar for Best Actor in that year, but it was for a different movie. That shows how good of an actor he is. Yeah. Do you know what he won for? Dallas Buyers Club or something? I no, think it was no. that. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club. Let's go with that. He was a great... I'm pretty sure it was that movie. If it's not, we'll have to have another correction next podcast. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's that movie. I can look it up. So, um, if that... Uh, Bowen, do you have any final thoughts? I didn't ask you. Um, it was confusing. Yeah. Oh, do you guys want to say things you thought were confusing? We could try and figure them out. My most confusing thing was probably the thing with the wife. Yeah, that was. Um, I was just kind of confused that whole first thirty minutes, like the just every. I don't want to. I feel like it was really good. Yeah. Just talk. We have to commend them for that. Yeah, I mean, I love the scene and um. I love the attack scene. That was awesome. It was for Dallas. Even though it didn't exist, but it was awesome. (laughs) Who knows, man? Uh, I thought the ending was fantastic. That's um, that's my main takeaway from the movie, even though I was very confused. But I don't want to repeat myself too much. I think we should talk about some family stuff, because this is the family gathering. Yeah. How's the family, Bone? The family, or actually, you know, during this crazy, uh, tough times, we're we're holding up. Can we talk about what's going on? For sure. We'll get there. Yeah, but, um, you know, coronavirus and stuff like that, so, um, there's various things, but we're, we're doing alright. What'd you, you do know? today? 
Today we went to um, well, we all gathered at our uh, cousin Ali's, uh, you know, kind of like graduation party. You know, what did you think of that? It was really fun, actually. It was nice to see everyone. Um, you know, like just my brother, my older brother, and my sister, and our other cousins and aunts and uncles. It's nice to see you guys there, and um, we just had some. Some fun times, some laughs. It was fun. Yeah, I, th- I actually enjoyed it. Going I'm going to invoke a little Larry David joke. You guys ever see um, Ben's birthday party? Yep. Yep. You know, when he's like, you know, Ben, you're having the birthday party like two weeks after the, the party. Oh. Allie, we were happy to come, but you kind of did graduate a week ago. I mean, the statute of limitations has got to be pushing it. There. Well, okay, so... This was only That's like a week, tough, dog. and That's... Larry said three days. I think it should be more than three days. It should be a week, and with everything that's going on, it's it's fine. We'll give you a pass. You cut it close, though. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, as for, I mean, obviously, Corona's been bad, but with the rightful protests against police brutality, like the, those things have finally hit home for us. First couple days, protests out of the city, but they came to L.A. and where we live, and I was wondering what your guys' thoughts on that were. Well, my thoughts are I fully support and endorse yeah. protesting and speaking up for what you stand up. And I agree with them with ev- most of the things they're saying. Yeah. But, and it's honestly not even the protesters. It's the like, real protesters, they're not doing Yeah, this. they're not doing this. But all these other people are looting and destroying buildings and burning stuff down and stealing cars. Yeah, some like, like really that's not hard... Um, just some uh, restaurants owned by, you know, they're just one restaurant. They're not chains. Um, that stuff was hard to see. Some local ones get burned. And from what reports are saying, the people doing this stuff, they're just like, they're not even there for the protest. They're there to incite violence. And that takes away from the meaning of the protest, yeah, which true. is to protest all the horrible things and police brutality that are happening against people of color. So that stuff is very unfortunate, but, you know, it's just part of the world right now. 2020 has been horrible, and I was wondering what you thought about it. Halfway mark is tomorrow, god damn. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I completely agree um, with what you're saying, but hopefully everything starts uh, out soon. And, um, yeah, Yeah, I don't want to talk about too much of that because, I don't know, just, I don't know, just so many people have so many different views about it and just want to keep it as low-key as possible. But I completely uh, agree with what you're saying. Yeah, man, driving through the hills today, it was like a war zone. I mean, it wasn't a war zone, but you saw a lot of blockades and stuff like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Should we talk about what we've been doing in our own lives? Or, like, just by ourselves? Just talk about anything. So our cats have been making good progress. They're becoming... Yeah, give us a cat update. So when we first got them, they were feral and scared of everything. And now they're much less scared and you can pick them up. Like you used to pick them up and they'd like try and wiggle out immediately. Now they're pretty chill for a bit. They wiggle after like 20 seconds. Yeah, but like, I mean, would you want to be held for 20 seconds? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, imagine if you're this tiny little fluff ball... That weighed like what, like two grams, and you're just this like huge pound. giant. Just, it just like picked you up, and you're just you're like, oh my god, what, what's happening to me? You know, it must be terrifying, but also 
yeah, they're they're just so cute, you know. Thank you, thank you. We foster cats every year, um, even though to our dad's displeasure, but he always get comes around to the cats. He he loves, he loves them. them. He just doesn't like because they basically are in the dining room. And that's where he eats. Yeah, so he doesn't like that. Me, I don't eat, so I'm fine, but... The cats are adorable, though, and our mom is awesome. Shout out, Mom. Oh, she yeah. does all the work. She cleans up everything. She buys... They have so many toys. They have so many toys. We got them <laughs> everywhere you There's walk. There's like in 15, the 20 toys just on the ground. They pretty much can't go like four feet without seeing a toy. So, but we don't want to talk too much about them because, you know, Bowen can't come over. You can't play with them, so let's not tease him too much. Um, yeah, I would love to be there, but I'm there in spirit. It's Maybe nice you can like come and be outside the window me. or something. It's like torture. <laughs> I, I don't know, but um, appreciate that. You know, uh, got, I got my dogs. You That's know. good. How are they? Yeah, they're doing well. Just it's nice taking them. Out every day, throwing the ball on um, to them. Just, That's fun. It's kind of just been during this movie. They're kind of they uh they're just sleeping on on my lap. Like Rocky Aww, was just putting nice. his huge nice. twenty pound head on my lap. It's and, awesome when like an animal just trusts you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for yeah, us, I just, yeah, I won't talk. About it. But when the cats fall asleep in us on on our hasn't happened yet. I know it it's the yet. best, man. I know exactly what you're saying. Have you guys seen any shows? Yeah. Um, um, uh, just Curb. I know you guys finished it, but um, been I'm in the East season. Didn't watch one today, but we're we're in the middle of it. The last one we watched was um, I think it was. Oh my god, I just forgot. But um, season eight, we get all, it. Yeah, just they're all been so great. Um, in New York, no. Yeah, yes, they're they are in New York, and then, I mean, it's it's such a funny show, and really, uh, love that you uh shared it with with us, and we just enjoy it every night. And, Thank you. And also, just Seinfeld. Uh, I haven't watched more than four episodes, but probably watch one tomorrow. Um, you know, it's Larry's Larry David's creation, and it has similarities and like it too so that's kind of what i've been mostly watching oh yo what the launch yeah oh astronauts made a good move getting off earth that tweet got 3.4 million likes 3.4 million i was on it early that's gotta be one of the most liked tweets of all time i'm gonna i'm gonna look up most liked tweet of all time what what's the tweet someone tweeted um Something along the lines of "Good for those astronauts leaving Earth oh, today." Yeah. Like lucky them. Um, I mean, that went crazy on Twitter. For me, oh, I do have a question for you guys. It's it a tough crazy. one because I love every Curb character. You can take two out of these three characters um, out to lunch: Jeff, Leon, and Richard Lewis. Mm. Um, who's getting cut? Jeff will pay. F- oh, who's getting cut? Yeah, who's getting cut? Leon, because um, he would what? Prob- He'd probably make me pay, and I think we should split it. <laughs> you gotta have some kind of um, reasoning behind it. Richard that. Lewis, I'd be more for Larry, so I'd go yeah. with Foos. Or Jeff. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk. Okay, so most liked tweet ever is 4.3 million. It was 2017, and it was Obama saying, No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background. Oh, wait. 
That's a beautiful most like food. Yeah. (laughs) And then most of them are from 2020. From more more engaging. Your tweet about the astronauts: three point six million, third all time. And it's only two days ago. That could reach the highest almost. That's not even. It's only been a day or so. I feel there'd be much more tweets that have like Mm, over. Twitter doesn't have the best engagement. I tell you that all the time. It is weird. Yeah, I saw a tweet with a million likes. I'm like, damn. It's a huge deal when it gets a million likes. It was. It was. Um. So the eight-year-old YouTuber Ryan Toys reviews. It was a picture of the Joker and dressed up in his clown outfit and someone's like me going to work when an eight-year-old me getting ready to go to work when an eight-year-old youtuber made 26 million dollars in a year That's i was odd. just crying bro so funny uh, for me i mean going back to your question about tv shows i've watched a couple i watched atlanta dave and outer banks all of them are pretty much comedies. dave dave yeah yeah there's a show called dave it's awesome <laughs> That's great. Damn, the second most was Obama talking about Kobe's passing, and then... So sad, dude. Ripped. Yeah, the eighth most was Kobe's last tweet. But more happy matters. I've been... I finally caught up on Attack on Titan. It's weird. I love it, but I just didn't catch up. I I just sat there for like four or five hours straight and just watched (laughs) the final half part of season three. It's cool to hear this is such an acclaimed anime and apparently it's still going on. Season four is coming out soon. Yeah, the trailer just released. Was it crazy? Um, it was kind of confusing, but confusing. That's the word of the day. It is the word. Oh, there we go. It's. I would like to mention something. It's. I watched the second and third highest rated episodes ever on the IMDb page. What's number one? Um, Breaking Bad, Ozymandias. That was the only ten, and there's a bunch that are tied with nine point nine, but those just happen to be. Clone Wars had a lot in there. Um, Speaking of confusing, we'll definitely be talking about this movie when it comes out. But Tenet dropped its second trailer in the past week. What do you guys think about this movie? Because it hasn't come out. It looks like it's going to be crazy. More than a week ago. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't mention it last time, John. I'm really excited for it. Excited. I mean, we just watched Interstellar. I'm looking is... forward to it. I'll put it that way. And I'm intrigued by the plot. You want to yeah, give any I'm, sort of I'm insight? not going to use the E word. You did. You're I know. Excited. We're excited. <laughs> Bowen, did you see the trailers yet? Or you haven't caught up? Uh... No. Check it out after this. It looks sick. You, you showed it to me before. Yeah, so. a new trailer dropped, though. Recently. Bro, uh, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll see if I'll check it out. Okay. But um, it seems like, you know, another classic Chris Nolan <laughs> film. You know, very yeah. confusing. Oh. Uh, confusing, like, kind of just really out there and strange. Uh, hopefully it'll be good and... Uh, Oh my god, I have to use it. Like, I'm very, I'm eh, not very. I'm like, I'm excited for it. Alright, speaking okay. of confusing, you go. Robert Pattinson, who is also going to play the Batman in the next movie, is one of the stars of Tenet. And in a recent magazine article, he was quoted saying, Most of the movie, I had no idea what was going on while filming. That's funny. <laughs> I want to go on a little rant about the word excited. It is so overused and. People, this is a fan leak joke. It's a family joke. I'll take the credit in starting it. Well, because yep. Isaiah's always asking me, are you excited for things? It's yeah. like, <laughs> we'd be going to an NBA game. It's like, bro, are you excited? Like, yes, I'm excited. Like, well, I love no, basketball. Dude, I'm, I'm depressed. 
I'm yeah, I'm depressed. depressed. I'm going to. And, and it's even more kid. awkward when, like, someone be like, oh, are you excited that you can't really mess around with because, like, they're doing something nice for you? But it's just like, yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> I understand you want to know that I'm happy, but I am. I'm not going to be mad going to some fun event or going to a birthday party or a movie or something. My reasoning behind saying, are you excited? It's, I try and offer it up as like a lob for you to dunk on to start a conversation. It's no, a it's a volleyball lob and I'm spiking it. <laughs> well, clearly. I mean, I'm just trying to start conversations out here. I'm sorry. I, I never really thought about it before until you mentioned it. And then I just realized... Having said that, having said that, that's a great line. I can't wait for. Time. I know. I and know. You know how many you. guys? Do you know how many bad movies have you seen with time travel? This one is no. time inversion, where it's like you can only mess with time for a short amount of time. So I just can't wait to see it. It looks like it's going to be totally new, and I'm pleased that you guys are both looking forward to it as well. Yep, I am looking forward bursting to it. in anticipation. Bursting. <laughs> Yeah, um, bursting. Yeah, bursting. It's like um, really a. It's speaking really of other a, TV shows, I watched Outer Banks, which is a Netflix show that I think you guys Who? might actually like. Comedy? Um, adventure. Treasure Hunt Adventure. Hmm. It's not the greatest TV show, but it's fun. Treasure, treasure Hunt? Like Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, they're hunting for treasure. Um,. And it's, it's one of those cool adventures. It's a little over the top with the drama. The cliffhangers at the end of each episode are, like, hilarious. It's like, oh, he's got a gun. You know? It's that stuff. <laughs> but I think you might enjoy it. Oh, I also watched the new Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO oh, Max. so good. So funny. Like, me, I've really just been a fan of the Looney Tunes show. And that's not, like, the original Looney Tunes is them being crazy and all this death. And yeah. it's kind of like Tom and Jerry. But There are, like, five deaths every single skit. Every single five-minute episode, yeah. And let, let's talk about HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. What are some of you Bowen, guys... Well, actually, yeah, Bowen just got it. Like, he oh, texted me yesterday, got, got it, and he loves it. Um, let's hear your first I, impression. Like, you know, just, I, I appreciate the selection of it. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. It's a pretty good selection. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shows on there. I'm um, excited to... Oh my god. There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, Get god. this guy out Get of here. Get this guy out of here. Oh god. Looking <laughs> That's older. the new Luscious. Dude, I swear. Someone I got it, it off. I got wait, it wait, off. It. We so should wait, be explaining it. Wait, wait, it to Yoli. So, like, yeah. I swear. I'm going to be talking to, like, a friend and. And then they'll be they'll be like, "Yo, dude, are you excited to go to my birthday party?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, dude, I'm so excited." Ex- <laughs> don't say that. And they'll just have like PTSD. And they'll just be like, "I'm looking forward to it, man." Like, dude, why don't you just say excited? Like, you have no idea, man. Yeah. <laughs> PTSD. Isaiah would be like, "Are you excited for HBO Max?" Yes. And I want to um talk about what I just said with Luscious. Um, I got it off again. I was letting you get that one. Oh, okay. So basically, with the L word, we were with our cousin, Yoni, and we kept asking him, we gotta have these games, because he has the best games, and he said, okay, I think one of us said that word, and he said, okay, if you, you have to try and say it, well, and the others don't notice. You have to slip it into conversation slightly. Yeah. And I could never do it. (laughs) And, so I just did, and. 
they got kind of roasted. Okay, but going back to your original question of thoughts on HBO Max, we are <laughs> we are in an era of so many streams. going in all different directions. I love it. That's a, what a great conversation is. There's so many streaming services now. Like, Bowen, I'm sure you have Hulu, HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon. Dude, I, I, I got it all, man. Yeah, there's... I mean, I'll have everyone except Quibi. That stuff is garbage. Um, there are so many streaming services that it's almost becoming its own cable. You have to subscribe to each one if you want all this content. Or you could illegally stream it. But, or just buy it. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's a great thing for TV. It's 10-11. Keep going. And HBO Max, despite atrocious marketing, no 4K streaming. A garbage player. An inability to get licensing agreements with two of the major services, Roku and um, Amazon Fire Stick. Like, that stuff is really bad. They have to fix that. What is Roku and Fire Roku Stick? Roku and Fire Stick are um, devices that people watch stuff on where you can get, all right, it's um, the device, and you have HBO, you can get Netflix. It's all the apps in one place, you know? It's oh, like your own like, desktop. Does Disney have that, and Hulu, and Netflix? Yeah, well, you can watch stuff. It's the stuff uh, where you can watch stuff, you know? No, but keep It's a going. platform where you can connect the TVs. But HBO Max has not agreed with them to have their app on the platform. And that's a really, really bad thing. That They're cutting themselves off from 80 million potential viewers. And there have been some really yeah. bad... Things of this launch, so <laughs> yeah, it's it's a been a bad launch, but the content is so good. Yeah, that's so really good. the main thing. Besides the player, the um, bad. They did say they're dropping some things and didn't, which was kind of like what the hell. Dude, they were gonna drop the Dark Knight stuff and Ed Ed Nettie, and they just didn't. Another weird thing is like they have the original Teen Titans. They have Teen Titans Go to the movie, but they don't have Teen Titans Go. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming like, they'll get this stuff mean, soon. Mm -hmm. Why not? They have like six Ben Tens. You can't get me yeah. Ed and Eddie. Come on, <laughs> Beezers. What have you watched? Um, I, just on HBO Max. Just, uh, just Larry. Um, I don't uh, know. I, I've never really uh, been. Uh, I really. Uh, I only kind of watch. I've, first of all, I've never really been a show person until coronavirus hit. Cause like, yeah. What else? Mood. What else am I gonna do? Um, but. <laughs> It's like I kind of I've kind of just been focusing on one or two shows. That's smart. And, um, so I don't know. That's that's whatever I said earlier. Like Larry and um, Herb's the greatest dude. Yeah, and uh, uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, that's that's mostly what I've been watching. I mean, I'm a phase type of person. What that means is like. I just go through phases, man. Like, I'll, I'll be, like, playing one game just straight, and I'll just, like, beat it, and then, and just, like, neglect everything else, and then I'll just, like, then I'll go to another game, or, like, I haven't played my PS4 for a while, to be honest. Good boy. And I just, and I just what, what, why do you say good boy? That's what I was thinking. I think it's good not to be, you know, playing video games all the time. I think that's a complete uh, myth, but continue. No, I think I I think it's a myth too, but it just but there was a Ooh, time that I just cracked down like every day. Just that was like the thing I was doing. Now I'm, you know, either watching TV shows or kind of just you know using my Oculus and working out out of that way. I don't know. I'm just I I just I have these phases where I'll lock down on like one thing and then switch to what another. What phase thing. are you in now? I'm in the Oculus and working out phase. I mean, I phase always four. work out, but 
but PC. dog, the Oculus, like boxing, virtual reality, dog. I, I'm every time. That must even be a blast. Just, like even if I'm just doing it for thirty minutes, because that's like the most you should ever really do on it. Dude, I'm dying. That my, 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 I'm just drenched in sweat. And it's such a great workout, and it's so much fun, you know, like, so many games you can so play on. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Are you more um, tired after an Oculus workout or a 12-day shoot for the heist before Christmas? 12-hour. 12-hour. Wait, am I more tired from the Oculus workout or a shoot? The 12-hour shoot? shoot of the heist. Dude, definitely the heist. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yeah, I'm dying from the Oculus, but I was, like, actually almost dead <laughs> Were you excited for that question? How uh, oh, good no. he didn't know it was coming. <laughs> um, I sensed a potential argument a little earlier. Why do you guys not think um, video games are bad for you? I think if you play like seven hours a day and don't exercise, but honestly... Well, that's what I was kind of referring to. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, but... I, mean, I never I think done, did that, but... If we're being honest... If you just exercise and keep healthy, you could play like five hours a day. I don't think that's bad for you. Really? Yeah. I don't know I mean, about that. It's yeah. not good social habits. I don't think it's bad. Well, it's definitely not good social habits. I just, I don't think it's a good thing to just be your eyes glued on a screen that long. I'm not sure that there are any reports or studies. What's out your to screen time on phone? Justify it. Screen time yeah, on phone. I'm, it's actually been going up, which is bad. But I deleted well, no. Instagram today, so I'm not going to be looking at not, that for a couple. I haven't days. been using Instagram much, but for just in general quarantine, it's gone up, and especially with all the news now. Dude, I've it's been bad. On like, it used to be around four hours a day. Now it's six. Yeah, yeah. mine went from no, four to oh, five. Oh, for me, it was only like two. Good for you, dude. Although to be fair. It counts when I'm on Spotify listening to stuff, YouTube, not on my yeah. phone. Oh, so I'll be yeah. listening to music for like two hours a day and not even being on my phone. I'll be in another room and have my AirPods oh, on. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count, So dude. I'm losing, but it, it's counting on that app, so I guess I'm losing <laughs> On Instagram, there. I usually average 30 minutes. I'm at like 18 now, so I've been using that list. But my Twitter's been at like an hour and a half a day. And I mean, Woo! I don't... <laughs> Twitter's classic. I don't think it's that bad because I've just been keeping up with the news. It's not much different than watching TV. And I agree. Watching the news on TV. But my screen time is normally around four hours. Today it was six hours, 19. You're closer to your phone and it affects your brain in a lot of different ways. I mean, that's what technology does to your brain. I've been on like six. There's just so many effects with I mean, there's just numerous effects like hearing, you know, psychological things, um, your eyesight, I mean, strains, straining your neck. Um, I mean, there's this thing called uh, sleeping. uh, That's true. I heard if you like are watching stuff or using electronic stimulus before you go to sleep, like, 30 minutes, you want to try and cut it off 30 minutes before you go, and it'll make it easier. Something I think is even more underrated, um, waking up and not having your phone in your room, which I have not done yet. I've heard that's a really good tool to have, and you can, because most people, you start your day, the first thing you do is look at your phone. That's, I think, that's true. I take can, your phone I should out stop, of your room, and then the you can. That's the first day, thing I actually do. And most it's like, people do. I've never really done that before. And now that's like, my, you know, it's changed my room. It's it's closer to me. Yeah, it's like right yeah. next to me. 
and yo, it's 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 crazy, right? Like I should actually move it, um, because the first thing I just kind of just wake up and I just grab my phone and it's been an issue. So yeah, you're yeah, right. You're not alone out there. Yeah, I do that to check the time to see what time I wake up, and then you see a notification, and then now I got rid of my alarm clock because it took up too much space. That's adorable. And me, my rule is kind of just whenever the next hour is, you get off. So if it's like that's a horrible rule. If it's like eight fifty five, I'll be like, okay, I'll get five minutes on my phone, then get up. If it's like eight fifteen, I'll go go on it for like forty five minutes. That is. The worst That's rule. Very it's not rule, it's just what I do. You live your life, man. <laughs> Have like a, some kind of minute thing, you know? I mean, very inconsistent, BR. Um, maybe another podcast. Or I'll just get through all my notifications. That's not going to be like, another podcast. I'll go through message, well, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and then get I don't it. even have notifications on for Insta when I do have it. And you have not, notifications. Not notifications for Instagram, but like see the top posts. I don't even scroll. I, I go on people's stories because I that's I what I care. Have any notifications notifications for like pretty much any app? Yeah, I don't know. That's good. Insta notifications, but I just I'll delete it once in a while. Now that um, I can actually delete it, and not have to worry about work doing it because I finally I'm off work for a bit now. Nice. Um. Yeah, like, I can just delete it and not have to worry about posting stuff and just, you know, uncharge. Deplug. Unplug. Unplug. Yeah. Disconnect. It's beautiful. Um, I really would like to, I think going one day without ever looking at my phone again would be sick. Like, um, how cool would that be? You mean for one day? Yeah, just like, don't even touch it. Yeah, I mean, I've done that um, a few times before. Like... Uh, for, I mean, I haven't like forced my, I mean, it was like forced because it was a school trip and they didn't let us and that was like a really good thing and sometimes mm-hmm. it was for, uh, I think there was Those the longest though. Those always time. took place at the worst time. Like, bro, we'd have to rely on the counselors for the NBA conference finals oh news. God. I remember hearing like Thunder were up 2-0 on the Warriors, but it was 1-1. And then when I heard they're up 3-1, I was like, no way. And it was just kind of crazy also, how much we would lie on phones, you know. Yeah, at sleepaway camp, Huge I missed issue. Game Seven of the 2013 NBA Final. That's so tough. And man. I think Game Six. At least you had fun at sleepaway camp. That's true. Yeah. I, I didn't. Eh. For me, the days when I'm not fun. on it a lot, it's like, oh, uh, I went to Malibu and I just never looked at it. And those are the cool days when you can occupy yourself yeah. with something else you don't even yeah. think about but it. it. You kind of have to be with friends though, because it's like if you're just in your room. Well, yeah, that's you kind of have to go out. It's yeah, there's no way. Here's the issue, though. You got the virus. You can't go out a lot. Yeah, it's just a whole mess. Um, I personally thought this was one of our better pods. I mean, I'm not done. And I was no, I'm not saying. And going into this, I was not excited. I was um, kind of. I was a little fearful because I. I kind of start the discussions for us. These guys carry me in the discussions, but I lead us into it, and. Um, I really More didn't free, fully understand you know? the movie, but I thought we were great so far talking about the movie. And I love when we just talk about family stuff and whatever's going on because this is just us when we're alone. Like, sure, there's a podcast mic here, but I don't think it would be very different if it weren't here. And that's why podcasts yeah. can be great. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly different, but it's per- it's like 98% just like a normal conversation, you know? Yeah. 
I want to say uh, about the phone thing. I remember one time, I think it might have been freshman year in high school, I just lost my phone for four days. I knew it was in the house, but I, I just didn't even bother looking That's for it. Sick, I, I don't think I could do that today, maybe one day, but four days, dude. I didn't even think, I like kind of checked, and then I actually looked, because I was like, okay, I should probably know where my phone From is. From what you least. tell me, though, you And it was just a, in a corner. You use your Dude, phone. Dude, I, I lose my time. phone, as you know. <laughs> oh, this guy, bro. We were at a party at his house, and we were on the tennis court, and then, like, a couple hours later, we're in the house. He's like, yo, where's my phone? I'm like, like, yo, it's on the tennis court. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, but having to go there late night. Yeah, man, I just... So, my... my... <laughs> My phone, man, it's 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 kind of crazy. It controls you. Uh, oh, guys, we literally my phone literally made me walk out in the middle of the yeah. night to get it in the tennis court. I mean, that's insane. How yeah. much we're like zombies, dude, slaves our phone. That'd be pretty badass. Like, ah, just leave it out there. I'll get it tomorrow. You know, exactly. I but couldn't do no, that. I mean, it's probably not wise to. Not even phone, because you know. I need my phone. It's just like. I can't it's, just do that. Rare. Even if it were like a stuffed animal or a water bottle, I'm going, bro. I'm not leaving. Well, if it's a stuffed animal, you can't leave. That's different. Or a water man. bottle, I'm getting that. I have more connection. <laughs> I mean, to my like old stuffed animals. I mean, I, I mean, when it's yeah. Guys, I want to ask you. Next week's pod, I'm still deliberating on the movie. We got Tropic Thunder, Inception, Spirited Away, Blade Runner 2049, Mad Max. Jesus Christ. What do you want? I want to get your input. I kind of want Spirited Away. Spirited Away? Okay. I love that movie. I mean, I've never... I want to see Tropic Thunder. I mean, honestly, most of those movies you said, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the two of the five. Blade Runner Uh, and Mad Max. we, We can... What's your really pick to make a decision? You're getting on me. Figured it away. Like I don't know. It's just so good, and everyone needs to see that movie. Oh, it's good. So. Away. Yeah. So you're getting on me for not making a decision. So make one. I was. All right. I'm gonna make a decision right now on the podcast. Yeah. It's it's your it's your pick, man. This week. Beezers overreact no matter what. We are going to watch Blade Runner 20. Oh! I've heard it's awesome and I believe it's an R-rated action movie. So Let me look of, it up. It's kind How of exciting. I've uh, got a lot of critical Is it acclaim. the first one? No, what, it's... What uh, is it even about? Like, I don't I, know. I know it's a huge movie and I should know about this it. But what it's is directed it by a really good director. 244? Denis Villeneuve. Oh, hell nah. I know. <laughs> Dude. Why are you choosing these long ass movies? You choose this one. Mine was like an hour forty. Yeah, that was good. I, oh. I... All right, so maybe I'm gonna take that back and we'll do Tropic Thunder because it's not as long, and I'll watch that alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice decision. All right, we're gonna watch Tropic Thunder. No, we though. could do Blade Runner. But like, I was just saying that's uh, long. I I feel bad. I haven't seen it, so I kind of want to do. Oh, Han Solo's in it. I'm we down. Seen What's what? the read the plot out to the fans? Officer K. Ryan Gosling, a new Blade Runner for the LAPD, unearths a long buried secret that the has the potential to plunge what's left of society into chaos. His discovery leads him on a quest to find Rick Deckard, Harrison Ford, a former Blade Runner who's been missing for thirty years. That kind of sounds cool. That sounds right. like a Star Wars. Come on, man. You're not intrigued. Two, almost three hours. It's your pick. It's two thirty. Two thirty. I would never. I want you guys going into the movie excited, 
and I haven't even seen this yet. I mean, part of me. I, I just really th- hope. Yeah, I mean, I want to see it. Takes new up movie. so much time of a day. I did hear it's really good though. Like that's a reason that I'm considering. No, I'm gonna I, watch I, it for free. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm like you, you, you pick. Like I, you know what? You don't endorse that. How long's Mad Max? Uh, which one? Fury Road. Inception's long, and I've seen that. Tropic Thunder's hilarious, and I haven't seen two it in hours. a while. All right, I think we should watch Mad Max. It's only Ooh. two hours. I'm making a decision right here. Three. Picks three movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I made one. You know what? It's his. Is your decision? No, but if guys, want... I I heard Mad Max and Blade Runner are both really good, edgy um, action films, and since Mad Max is shorter. Um, Have you, you guys seen it? Sh- I haven't seen it, so let's do Mad Max Fury Road. It's Here's the synopsis. Right. Is that the one that, like, the most recent one that came out? Yeah, it got great reviews. Years after the collapse of civilization, the tyrannical Morton Joe and Slaves Apocalypse survivors Hot inside Joe. the desert fortness, fortress, the citadel, and the warrior imperator Furiosa Charlie's Theron leaves the despots. Five Wives and a Darling Escape, she forges an alliance with Max, Roxasani, Tom Hardy, Venom, a loner and former captive. Fortified in the massive armor truck of the war rig, they ru- try to outrun the ruthless henchmen in a deadly high-speed chase through the wasteland. Do you have to know stuff that happened before it? No, you know? that's what I do know for sure. Could you have said that any more unenthusiastically? It's not that long, but it took an hour to read. What the hell? Um, alright, I am embarrassed to say I still haven't come to a decision yet. We'll deal with it later in the week. I'll be excited for it. Alright, folks, thank you for listening to another episode. Love you guys. We had a great time this one, Bowen. Stay safe. Thank you. Oh, like, comment, share, subscribe, give us a good rating. Thank you. Bye. Stay safe.